So we gathered feedback from the kids early on and what are some things that you want to learn and what, who are some people you want to hear from? And from there, we were able to kind of tap into connections and have guest speakers come in and speak to what a career is like in a certain area. Welcome to Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. I'm your host and chief goddess of the PASS Foundation, Annalise Corbin. We know the current model for education is obsolete. It was designed to create fleets of assembly line workers, not the thinkers and problem solvers needed today. We've seen the innovations that are possible within education, and it's our goal to leave the box behind and reimagine what education can look like in your own backyard. Welcome to our latest episode of Learning Unboxed. As always, super excited about the conversation that we are getting ready to have. And today we're going to talk about a program that is near and dear to my heart. Um, something at the Past Foundation, we call the Smart Skills Program. And it's all about creative and innovative ways to think about workforce development. And joining us today is the project director, Nikki Stan Campiano, who is also with the PAST Foundation, and joining her are four students that participated um, this last year, Ibrahim Ali, Julius Jenkins, Aya ba- Belwada, and Prithi Das. Um, and so thank you for humoring me on getting through all the names. Uh, we always appreciate that. So um, welcome to everybody to the program. We're going to start with Nikki. So give our listeners who come to us from all over the world sort of that 100,000-foot view of what this thing called smart skills actually is. Sure. So Smart Skills is a program, a six-week program over the summer, and it's a career exploration and work-based learning experience. So we bring in youth ages 15 to 18 to explore several different STEM career paths, develop design thinking skills through solving real-world problems with tons of support from local industry professionals. And throughout this process, interns have the chance to select a focus area to really hone in their career skills and even earn industry credentials, all while developing leadership and and personal skills, soft skills. Wow, that's a lot. Um, So Nikki, before we move on and talk to the students, share with us just a little bit about, I mean, that's, that's, that's a tall order. And I, people are going to listen to that and they're like, wow, that's super, super cool. But how do you even start to figure out how to design and develop a program that's going to do all the things that you're just talking about? I think the biggest and most important thing is to have buy-in from the community. So we had a ton of industry professionals and volunteers that were able to rally around this and provide these meaningful experiences. So the beginning of the program started out with interviewing and having opportunities to hear from guest speakers from various industries. And then the interns got to kind of have an idea of what where their interests lie. And then throughout the remainder of the six weeks, really work in a collaborative environment with those professionals to develop skills. That's just amazing. Um, And I guess the thing that is really striking to me about the way that has been designed and developed, and I guess part of the piece that over the long term that we've been running this program, because out of fairness to our listeners, this is our fourth iteration, I think it is, of, of this particular program. And it's changed each time because 
we've learned, the practitioner leading the program has has learned through all of that. And I really love the fact that you've taken on a variety of industry lenses um, as part of sort of the survey approach of this. Um, and so I want to, um, to dive in a little bit. So Prithi, I want you to help me sort of understand the the where or the how or the why would you choose to do this program? It was six weeks of your life in the summer. That's that's a big chunk of time for a high school kid to say, I'm going to dive in. Even though this was a very like long program, it was very nice for everyone that joined, even if it was their first time. Um, a lot of people were able to develop really good skills um, from this program, and they learned lots of leadership skills that can definitely help them in the future. All right, but Prithi, why did you give up six weeks of your summer as a high school kid to be in this program? I mean, really, not not the PC version, Prithi. Why did you say yes to this? Um, going into this program, um, I didn't know a lot of kids that were going to be in it. So this was very new for me. I had to work with other new people and get along with them and see their amazing skills and see how my creativity can get along with each other. Um, this is very nice for building relationships with others and gives you better connections for the future. Um, we got to like participate in various activities and get to know each other as a person and as a coworker. All right. All of that's fair and super amazing. I mean, seriously, the fact that you can articulate the components at the end of the day that we were hoping that you would get out of it as part of the generalized experience, that's one of those big giant wins uh, in terms of the way we think about things. So, Ibrahim, the same question to you. Why, why, let's start with first and foremost, why did you say yes to this? So um, I think the first thing that jumped to mind was I was like learning new things, um, whether it's educational or just something fun to learn. Um, so I think the, the reason that I did say yes was because all these new things that I've never seen before jumped out at me and gave me an opportunity to not also meet new people, but as I said, learn new things that could help me towards my future um, and basically anything with communication skills, leadership, um, collaboration, all these things really help uh, to learn when you're younger so that you can use it when you're an adult in a workplace environment. Excellent. Aya, same question to you. Why did you say yes? Well, um, since I go to a school that has like an accelerated program, I've always been like kind of focusing on my future. So when I saw this, like the first thing that I thought was, this is going to look great on my resume. <laughs> And then I kind of got into it. And the reason I stayed in the program was kind of like the things that I was getting out of it were like, I saw immediate results. Like I saw myself becoming more professional. I saw myself in the workforce. Um, I saw so many different opportunities arise. Um, at first I joined the media group. So I thought I was going to go like record videos. And then I jumped into fashion and then I landed me where I am now. And it was just opportunity after opportunity. And it was really fun for me. That's probably the reason I stayed. The first thing I came for was, you know, my resume. Okay, I love that. The honesty is is fabulous. Um, I'm going to build my resume at 16, 17 years old, and I'm going to opt into that. So um, um, awesome. Julia, same question to you. Why did you say yes to this? It's kind of funny you say that because what Aya just said is 
very similar to what I said, what, what I joined for. Also because, you know, it's an opportunity to get paid, but that also, I thought it was going to be an opportunity to get paid. I would have something to do over the summer, but also because my, teach, my teacher is the one who first recommended it to me. And I thought that it was going to be a really good opportunity for me to get, as Ibrahim said, skills for myself. And also, I just thought it was going to be a good opportunity for me to get out of the house during the summer. And then also, I wasn't expecting to get so many skills out of it. Like I had to learn how to manage a project and learn how to edit videos that I never thought I was going to be able to do before. And honestly, it, the why is just like, you have to experience it. It's nothing like anything I thought would be an opportunity for me in my lifestyle and like in my teenage years, especially. That is super awesome. Um, Nikki, so the kids have made reference to a number of different program elements we haven't touched on. So we heard, hey, get paid. We heard this is going to be, you know, an all summer long endeavor. We heard, you know, all these different sort of lenses or these teams that I could hop into. So help our listeners understand sort of the construct of, of what it looked like this summer. And then we'll dig into sort of their particular experiences with some of it. So help us understand what it actually looked like. So thanks to a generous sponsorship from the Workforce Development Board, we are able to pay our students to participate in this internship. Um, and I think Aya said it very well that, you know, that is an, the initial attraction that really gets people through the door and excited about, you know, coming to what sometimes they assume is going to be very school-like. And, you know, they stay because they realize that this is so much more than that. And it's an opportunity to grow yourself and learn how to market yourself and uh, really build opportunities for your future. And so uh, just sort of expand just a little bit more in terms of the program lenses, because there are multiple themes. We call it smart skills because we're we're really hoping that in part, this is a, a survey course. Uh, we're going to dig back into to Aya making a comment. I, you know, I, I was going to get this, but then I jumped into something else. And now here I am, you know, thinking about something else. And that's one of the goals of all the programming that we do with kids at PAST is we want them to have the chance to experience something, to say, I love this or I hate this. And both of those are epically awesome and super necessary as it relates to how kids sort of figure out how to navigate what their futures are going to look like. So we had some built-in program lenses, and then there were some natural evolutions that happened because the kids were like, no, nah, we want to do this thing over here. But what, what were sort of the thematic lenses that you laid out to get the program started? So we have several different smart skills topics that we decided to hone in on this summer. And those careers include CAD and additive manufacturing, drone flight, media production, financial literacy, the fashion industry, um, cybersecurity, and the list goes on. And I think throughout we what's nice about this experience is we can also tailor it to what the interests are. So we gathered feedback from the kids early on and what are some things that you want to learn and what, who are some people you want to hear from? And from there, we were able to kind of tap into connections and have guest speakers come in and speak to what a career is like in a certain area. And that's an amazing experience. So, you know, as then the students go through the program, and I think there were 16 kiddos this summer. Does that sound right? Um, 16 kiddos that go through the program with a variety of different backgrounds and experiences that they bring to the table. And so, you know, Prithi mentioned that I didn't know anybody, right, that was going to be in this thing. And so it was just going to be one of those things we're going to opt into. So I'm curious, Prithi, you know, as you navigated the program over the summer and you got to experience all of these different program elements, what did you, what surprised you? What was the sort of big aha moment for you over the course of those six weeks? 
One thing I noticed is that a lot of students that came into the program at first, they were like all shy and they didn't want to talk to each other. Um, they were kind of mostly relying on teachers and waiting for them to give some type of feedback to do what they need to do. But as the program went further in, I see them like taking their own steps, bringing in their own roles and taking responsibility and showing what they're best at. And I think that's very amazing, like especially for me. Um, at first, I was looking into all of the opportunities that is there, like drone, media, and CAD. And then I found most like um, like creativity in media. And I loved it. It was so amazing. I had the opportunity to create a design and work with like other students in media. And it just gave me like such an experience to meet like amazing, like professional individuals where I can build connections in the future and still, you know, have in touch with them. And I think this is a very important skill to have, especially with um, Metro students, since it's STEM school, it's like nice to have connections after high school. So Prithi, did, um, did you know anything about media before you did this? I mean, was that something, marketing and media, was that something that you were interested in before this? Or was this a completely new experience for you? Um, I had an idea before going into media as I have designed other logos and shirts before for another program that I have been in. And I have also made uh, team shirts for like any like dance teams and stuff like that. So it was kind of familiar, but it was very different because I got this time I got to use a machine and honestly work with like actual professionals and help like create a shirt that the whole entire Pass Foundation can use. And it's a great shirt. Um, we love it. So that works out really well. Um, so Julius, um, what what was the thing that you liked the most about the program? Or what what of these themes or these lenses are this are all these things that you got to do? Because the reality is, and I, and I I just really hope the listeners. It's it's hard to really grasp the depth of this program. I mean, when I had the the privilege of being able to watch all of you all summer long and the growth from the, you know, to 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 Prithi's point, when you guys first got here, it was it was almost like zombie zone a little bit because you were you were scared. You didn't know each other. What's this thing gonna be? And that's perfectly a uh, normal sort of thing uh to be able to think about and experience. But um there was so much growth in all of you over time. We got to watch that every single day and live it with you. So I'm curious, Julius, what was, what was the thing for you that was that magic of this program? Honestly, like some things that weren't even like related to like our coursework or anything. Like some days we would have icebreakers to do that would really help us get to know each other. And that's what started sparking more friendships. But for me, I think once we started getting down to like our media coursework, I personally started, uh, I pursued the Adobe pathway, which is basically video editing. And I learned how to um, edit my own vi videos using Adobe Premiere Pro. But I really think that learning how to produce a video helped a lot as well because we, we did everything by hand. We did uh, our own video for pass. We did plenty of things that like I would have never had, like I said before, I would have never had the opportunity to do before. But really for me, when we first did our first project together, which was a video for past promotional video for their new construction here, I think that that was the thing that sparked us all to finally come together and work together as a team. And team teamwork is a, it's it's a really it's a big thing, um, Mickey. So, what do you think when you hear these kids talk about this like this? 
I honestly couldn't be more proud. I mean, obviously, I think that it's an incredible career exploration experience, but truly watching the transformation that took place, and I know it's been indicated or referred to already, but, you know, I think back to the beginning and presenting sort of a problem or, okay, we have this client that wants us to do this. And then I would, the response would be, okay, Miss Nikki, well, how do we do that? Or what do you want us to do? What do you want that to look like? And then fast forward five or six weeks later in that same scenario and, you know, I'd be like, okay, well, what if we do this? And then their response was, well, we already thought about that. And we actually already came up with a plan and this is what we're thinking. And here's our proposal. So it was really, truly incredible to, to see the transformation. That is so awesome. I can't tell you all how much joy that gives me, right? In thinking about the reason that as an organization for past, the reason we do these programs is because we're trying to, to learn how we can provide opportunities for students that help you all collectively grow and find your passions in the world. Um, and so that's just a joyous thing um, um, for, for, for me in terms of just thinking about the different opportunities. Um, I, uh, I want to ask the same question of you. What was what was the magical thing that, that you loved about it? And I know the, the group of students that we have, you are all really heavily on the media side, but there were more things that were sort of happening in this space with other pieces and technologies. And I saw a lot of that happening as well. But for you, what was, what was the thing? I think personally, it was when we started doing fashion, when um, our professionals came in and we started just thinking ideas, I was like, wow, this sounds similar to something I've done in the past, but this is completely different. So I go in and I'm like kind of talking, we're talking about the reason behind it. We're going motivations. We're talking uh, stats and not stats, but like details and stuff. And we're getting to like the nitty gritty. And I'm kind of thinking, I'm like, wow, I've never done anything like this. And I'm doing it like I'm succeeding. And then we go in, we learn how to use all the machines and we do, we're do. we doing all the printing. And that was just amazing to me because that gave me a whole new set of skills. And that on, on top of that, there's like soft skills that I'm developing. Like, obviously I'm learning how to print a shirt, but I'm learning organization and like critical thinking. Like if the machine isn't working, I got to figure out why. And it was just, that was my moment when we first printed the first shirt like properly and we went in to go give the shirt to, we showed the workforce. We did a whole thing. I put it on. I walked in. We did a little spin. And that was just my moment. It was so fun because all the little details led up to us having a final product. And when we see past staff wearing it, we're still like, oh my God, they're wearing a shirt. <laughs> it's really fun. Oh my gosh, that is so incredibly awesome. Okay, Ibrahim, same question, same question to you. What was what was the aha? You're gonna have to work really hard to beat the the twirl and the fashion show. <laughs> I can't agree. I think the twirl was a, a highlight of our uh, of our workforce development program. Um, but I actually went into the drone section of the workforce development program um, and. We did have the three sections, but I found drones most appealing to me. Um, I had heard about them before and I had one when I was like 10 years old and I flew, but I didn't realize how in depth it went and how much of a useful skill it was to have um, to be able to use a drone and work towards getting a license for it. Um, and I think the best highlight was taking drone footage of the past foundation after we went through construction. I think it was really cool to learn how to use the drone and then put it into fruition and actually use it and make a video for the past foundation, which in turn media 
could use for their promotional video. So it was great to be able to work with the other branches of the workforce development team for that collaboration. Excellent. Um, Nikki, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, all four of these kiddos have talked about this experience and how it was profound for them in many ways and the growth that they had. But from your perspective and sort of the seat that you're holding in this program as that instructor and and really more important to your point, um, the facilitator, right? You, you lead them in the beginning and later you're standing there cheering them on and supporting as they run through the different elements of the program. But there's, there's a lot of rigor in here. I just want to be really, really clear with folks that are listening out here. So um, this is the work that you're doing. It's standard aligned. The experiences that the students are having, it's, it's incredibly rigorous. And it, it has a lot of industry credential and certificate opportunities baked into it. So how is it that you sort of think about and manage that? That's one part A of my question. And part B of my question then is, so what type of industry certifications were, were accessible to the kiddos? So the industry piece, um, I'll say collectively, the 16 interns earn more, more than 50 industry-recognized certificates, which is just so huge. Every single student walked away with something. So not only am I really confident that they are walking away from this program with true you know, industry skills that will transfer into careers of their choosing, uh, beyond that, as I think it's been alluded to, I just was truly inspired. Uh, I think that every one of these students showed uh, tremendous resilience. And I have to just throw this in here because you mentioned fashion and it made me think, I remember there was this theme that emerged. We were asked to do a mood board and kind of talk about, you know, what are, what's the theme? What's the story that you want to tell? And there was this obvious theme of connection and growth and looking towards the future. And we had this motto, this slogan that was born past meets future. And I just remember so clearly thinking like, this group of this future generation that we have is something special and has so much to bring to the table. Um, and the second part of your question was? Yeah. What were the credentials? I think folks will be blown away by the breadth of the things you put in place because you scaffolded them to be successful, right? You don't, you don't start with the hardest credential that's out there. And I think that was a really deliberate choice on your part. Yeah. So among the three pathways, so for media, there's two opportunities to earn a credential. So the first was through DaVinci Tools. And that is a software that's web, a software that is web-based and everyone has access to. And then if they wanted to take it a step further, the Adobe Premiere Tools industry-recognized credential was an option. And then for drone flight, every single intern earned the recreational certificate for drone flight. And then some took it a step further and took the FAA part 107 exam to actually earn their drone pilots licensure. And for CAD and additive manufacturing, we had Onshape again, which is a web-based software for 3D modeling. And then there was also an option to take advantage of a SolidWorks credential. And those are nothing to sneeze at. So for folks that are that are listening that may not be overly familiar, um, none of them are easy. The drone one in particular, um, uh, because um, Nikki also runs an educator version, if you will, of this program. And... Um, Adults have a hard time getting through that um, that FAA um, certification, so it, it's it's a it's a really really 
big deal, Ibrahim. Um, you know, the the journey that you and others, you know, went went on. And it's the same thing. SolidWorks, not not simple, and yet it's the industry standard. Um, engineers, architects, that's what everybody um, out there is using. So um, that's a really, really big deal. Um, Aya, what would you like to add? We were also all uh, CPR and AED certified. So they had a whole class. We stopped it. We took two hours. And we all went through the, the standard like licensure. So when we came out, we all were CPR certified, you know, ready to save a life. And then um, we also came out with like a multitude of like forage certificates so that we got to go in, pick a different program like the online, um, answer a few questions, do a few assignments, and then become like certified in a uh, different like field or a different, I don't know how to explain it, like a, a different, like I got one in personal branding. So like everybody has something that they're interested in, like marketing or something, and you can get a certificate and then slap that on a resume or like market it in a way. That's amazing. Ibrahim, do you want to add? Uh, I was going to say, in particular to uh, the drone license uh, or licensure that we had um, for the Part 107, uh, although it was difficult, I think it was a fun challenge to have. Um, it was over 20 hours of coursework, so you can qualify to take the test. Um, but I think uh, even though it was so much work, I think having a group to work with, which I think was the best part about this program, is a collaboration that was involved. Um, I think it made it more worth learning and fun learning because you made plans and set deadlines for yourself on how to get things done and when to get them done. So I think that was a great part of the program and especially uh, in particular to the drone pathway on how to get stuff done with so much coursework in such a short period of time. Yeah, one of the things that I was super proud of is I had the chance to watch even after the program as students would come in to sit for some of those, the bigger industry tests. So, you know, after the six weeks were over, I love the fact that the program made it possible for work to continue if you weren't ready to sit for that test during the six weeks that, you know, you could come back and sit for the test and earn those credentials and sort of really, really give that a try. Prissy, what would you like to add? One thing I would like to add uh, to both um, Aya and Abraham is that even though this program like had so much information and so many tasks, we always made it like a fun way to have fun with each other. We always had ways to communicate and make every single task fun. I remember that some students would actually stay past hours and would just make t-shirts and print them and talk about the next plan or what we're going to do next. Um, and it was no like issue at all. Everyone was getting along so well. And I love that how teachers would talk about a certain type of topic, but they wouldn't exactly tell us what to do. We would find our own ways to, you know, go through the maze and figure it out ourselves, which I think created a beautiful way to get along with each other and as well as show our creativity. Yeah, you were a pretty diverse group of kiddos, honestly, right? In terms of the way you thought and the background and experience. And I'm just watching you interact with each other. And some days it was it was a beautiful thing to see. And other days you could tell that you were struggling as a team or as a group, but you were trying to figure out how to 
overcome that, right? And that's always the case when you work on projects and you work in groups, and yet that is the real world in the sense that we don't get to choose who we work with. We don't get to choose who our our, our project teammates are sometimes. We don't get to choose sometimes even who our desk mates are, right? And so those are really, really um, important skills. Um, and we've talked a lot about all the amazing things that you guys have done, but it this also wasn't without um, difficulties here and there. And so, Nikki, I'm really curious from the instructor, sort of the teacher lens, what was the hardest thing about this program? Um, you know, thinking about all the different community partners you had to coordinate and liaison. There was a lot of logistics for you as a teacher. Um, then there was also all the logistics of just managing students um, in, in an environment that is not the sort of traditional way of providing instruction. So, so for you, what was the thing that, you know, you struggled with the most? Yeah, I think you alluded to it. Really, it's it's the logistical part of it. And as much as myself and our other supervisors, we had two other supervisors there full time and we were there to support the kids, but we wholeheartedly believe that we're not the experts in all of these content areas. So we really needed the the buy-in and the involvement from different partners throughout the community. And just with so many different pathways on a, on a daily basis, really anywhere from three to five different things happening, it's just a lot to coordinate. So we're super grateful of the people that volunteered their time and were very flexible with last minute changes and making everything work. Yeah, there were a lot of moving parts. Um, Julius, I want to ask you, I, I, actually all of you, so be thinking about it, but Julius is going to be our first guinea pig here. Same, same question that I asked Miss Nikki. It wasn't easy every day, right? What was, what was the thing that you struggled with the most or the thing that you felt like was the hardest part of the experience? Yeah, it certainly was not easy at all. We definitely had lots of our own struggles in the media pathway as a group as a whole. But me personally, I think I had the most struggles with deadlines because we always had to have a, a project due at a certain time, especially um, things for clients as well. Like for my pathway, particularly, I had a lot of we had a lot of projects for past itself. So trying to figure out how to edit a video, how to work things before the deadline, especially learning and then trying to finish something, a final product that we were happy with was definitely a struggle that you have to be ready to overcome during joining this program. Yeah, that is a real world problem. hundred mm -hmm, percent. Aya, same question to you. Um, what, what was the hardest thing? I know exactly how to answer this. It was the, okay, so I want to word this properly. I want to say first, we had student evaluation. So like in the workplace, you get evaluated. They did that for us and getting those results back and then trying to make like, not necessarily the result itself, but like trying to make yourself better for the next one. So like my professionalism at the beginning was very lacking because I'm used to like a school setting where we're allowed to joke and stuff. And then throughout the progression, I got significantly better. And I'm able to like apply that to not only my schoolwork, I'm able to apply it to like internships and any other like job opportunity, like volunteering and stuff. And that's something I gained from, but it was definitely a struggle to begin with. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ibrahim, tossing that same question to you, what was the hardest thing? Um, so I would say in particular, um, 
I wouldn't say there was anything that was too hard. I'd say challenging. Um, um, I, I would say uh, the t-shirt printer. I think figuring out how everything worked, um, it was a struggle. Um, I especially was wor- working specifically on how the machine worked. And actually, our very first test print of the shirt, I actually uh, printed the, the design uh, upside down. So it was pointing downwards uh, on the shirt. And uh, I think just figuring out how everything worked uh, was the hardest part just because there wasn't a lot of resources out there for it. But it was a challenging thing to figure out. And I think it really helped um, with problem solving in general. Mm, Pretty. Yeah, you knew I was coming to you next. What was the hardest thing for you? I agree with Ibrahim a lot. Um, T-shirt printing was a big hassle, but as it started working, it became much, much easier And one thing personally for me, I would say is the amount of t-shirts that were needed because at first um, there was a set amount, but then later as more people started coming in and more people started seeing the design and the meaning behind it, it truly grew a lot. So we had to manage our time wisely. And one thing we all learned, I believe, is patience, Um, patience with each other and how we can divide this um, into like a group and make it faster since we did have one machine at first. Um, uh, I remember how we all started separating them into like, let's, who's going to mark the uh, t-shirts and then who's going to place the right placements on the t-shirt and then who's going to print them and then fold them. So it was like a truly the saying of uh, teamwork is dream work. It really came to life. So, yeah. I love that teamwork is dream work. Nicely done. Um, So, you know, as I always try to wrap these conversations, you know, I'm imagining or thinking about the folks that are, you know, in other parts of the country around the world that are listening to this and, you know, um, educators or community folks that are like, gosh, this is an incredible program. I want this in my own community. I want this in my own school. I want to make this thing available. And yet recognizing that it's an to some extent, it's an epic lift. Um, and also I think it's important to recognize sort of, you know, what is it, what does it cost in terms of time and development to do something like this? And so just for full transparencies for our listeners, um, you know, as Nikki alluded to early on in the conversation, um, we received funding to do this program and, and have for the last four years from the Workforce Development Board of Central Ohio. So we're absolutely grateful to them for their partnership and for their dedication to ensure year after year that we can run this program to get the exact results you've been hearing coming out of these incredible kids. But the other piece of it is that, um, you know, stepping back from this conversation and saying, if I were to embark on this just out of the blue, Nikki in particular, as, as, as an, ed, the educator in this space, what piece of advice would you have for somebody who's like, this is the coolest thing. I want to give this a try. How would you recommend somebody get started? Because this is the second time you've done this program and it's very different this year than it was the first time you ran it. I would say just don't underestimate our youth. I think that our students are capable of so much more than we realize. And a lot of times in a traditional education setting, it's there's not really time or resources to take risks and give really big challenges and say, okay, you can do this. And, you know, I believe in you. And what do you need from me in order to make it happen? And they'll prove it if you give them the chance. So 
They will prove it every time. So I'm going to ask the same question um, to each of you um, in terms of what would you recommend if, if, a, if a teacher out there in the world would pick up the phone, Prithi, and call you and say, hey, I just heard you on this podcast and I'd like to try this with my students. What, what piece of advice would you give to someone as they were thinking about doing this? Um, I'd be very glad and happy to hear that. Um, <laughs> but something I would say is go in with an open mind. Um, it is open to so many possibilities and you have no clue where this could take you. As long as you try your best and put in your best effort and communicate with your peers and teachers, it can be a very great experience for you. And no matter what, you will always take something positive away from this program. Yeah. Abraham, what would you tell a teacher that wants to do this, who wants to be the next Miss Nikki? What would you tell them? Uh, I'd say it's going to be a pretty hard challenge to be the best Miss Nikki. But uh, uh, I think uh, after COVID especially, I think collaboration really declined just us being uh, online and not being in person. I think honestly, one of the best parts about this program is the like leadership and just like taking charge and working together with your classmates uh, is really, really good, especially in this day and age where collaboration is essential for all things, um, not just academic relations or anything. Um, and I really think that if a teacher were to decide to do this, I would tell them that make sure that your students uh, get to know each other really well and use each other as support systems, because that's what we were to each other during this program. And we really all helped each other out. Mm -hmm. I love that. Aya, what would you, what would you tell a teacher who wants to do this? A lot like Prithi, I would be very excited. Um, I'd give as much information as I can, but I think like Ibrahim first, make sure everybody gets along. But I think my main piece of advice would be first see like locally what they're interested in. So like for us, we, most of us came from a STEM school. So like sciences, maths, it's pretty obvious, but locally, like it can change from place to place. So first figure out what your students are interested in. If they're interested in the arts, if they're interested in writing, if it's literature, like different things, and then tailor that to their specific wants and their needs. So half of that program may be like things that they suggest. And then the other half, like things that will benefit them without a doubt. Like we did a lot of resume building, like we built a LinkedIn, we built so many different like professional skills, like we built a profile, um, a portfolio, I mean, and we did so many different like professional building skills, like learning how to collaborate with random teammates, doing so much like um, icebreakers and stuff, things that you have to do. Those are like the foundation of the program. And then be open to suggestion is probably my biggest like piece of advice. That's fabulous advice, Julius. Um, just for from an educator's perspective, I would just really emphasize patience, because a lot of the times, as Mister you said in the beginning, we were we were just sitting there, you know, silent. We didn't want to collaborate. We didn't want to. Well, I want to say we didn't want to. We just didn't know how to. And then we we wanted to. We wanted to do the work, and but we just didn't know how to start that. So I would say as an educator, definitely exercise patience and get to know your students first. Get to know who you're trying to open up these opportunities to and share your um, ex share this experience with them. Just like know who they are before you 
jump into it for sure. That is all. Um, that is all great advice. And I guess that one of the things that I um, would like to to remind our audience, um, one of the primary sort of tenets for us at the Past Foundation is that we believe at the very core of our being as an organization that every kid that walks through our doors is capable of solving the world's greatest problems. It doesn't matter where you come from, what your background is, what your experience has been. We believe that that who you are capable of being and what you're capable of doing is yet to be formed. And that if we don't have faith in that premise, that we will never progress as humanity. And I think that it's one of the things I am the most proud of. And I want to thank every single one of you here in this room today. And, um, you know, our listeners can't see, but, you know, these kids are loving the work that they did. It's, it's written all over them. Um, and it, it makes me super, super proud um, because what you just heard is the embodiment of every child who walks through the doors is in fact capable of solving the world's greatest problems. And that is, that is the most powerful feeling. So thank you. Thank you for, for spending the summer with us, for starters, because that was a big, bold leave. Whether you, you, you got paid at that to be your summer job or you did something else instead, all of that piece aside, I thank you for the journey and for spending it with us. And thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. I want to thank my guests and encourage you all to be part of the conversation. Meet me on social media at Annalise Corbin and join me next time as we stand up, step back, and lean in to reimagine education.